0: boys and girls non-binaries welcome to another welcome to another edition of the mfg cast
1: welcome yeah
0: yeah this episode we're gonna be reviewing grandpa beck's antiquity quest
1: thank you grandpa beck's games for giving us this game to review our first ever review of a grandpa beck's games yeah
0: we played quite a few of them before this before this review. So, yeah, it'll be awesome to kind of tell you about it. But before that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. All right, so what have we been playing recently?
1: Well, my, oh, my. When's the last time we talked about what we were playing? We Do you want to talk about the what la- we the just... The last review that we just did? <laughs> no, you did... The last episode was another edition of your role play. Oh, I
0: get it. I just meant the last time we did a review, which was only a couple of weeks ago. Ooh.
1: Well, we've been pounding out a lot of games. Yeah, I'm sure I have. And when we've been playing them, we've been playing a lot of games that we haven't either opened. Well, not either opened. We haven't we've played a lot of games that we haven't actually brought to our table yet. So yep. off of our pile of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, last night we had a little game night uh, between Kurt and I, and I had sent a little shout out to our local Facebook group to ask about a game that I keep seeing pop up all over the place, Isle of Cats, by City of Games, and... Just kind of curious as to what that game, what people's thoughts were on that game. Because it's gotten a lot of hype, but I wanted to know just kind of from the smaller group, like what the game was like. And so I got some feedback from a few people on what this game was like. And normally I don't usually reach out to people and ask them what they think. I usually am just quick to be like, yep, I'm interested in the game. I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. But I kind of was hesitant and I wasn't sure. And got some really good responses and feedback like, hey, if you don't like cats, who cares? This is a really good polyomino game. Has really good Euro mechanics, um, that kind of thing. I even had a comment from somebody who said they thought the cats were ugly in the game and they didn't really pay attention to that. They didn't really care. So I thought, I really want to buy this game. And you seemed like you were, eh, whatever you you basically were like if you want to get the game get the game but you didn't totally seem on board which is weird because (laughs) normally you're like just buy the game you know yeah you didn't have much to say about it so i thought that was kind of weird but i got a really good deal on miniature market on the isle of cats game and it came in this week and i was super stoked I didn't realize that this game was super, like, chunky. Yeah. Like, I mean, the box is, like, super thick. Mm-hmm. And I thought, <laughs> as much as I I guess I didn't know about this game, I thought it was, like, a small box game. Yeah. Um, I mean, for
0: how much we paid for it, too. I, fe- I felt like we were going to have a... It was going to be a smaller game, too.
1: Yeah. Like, I got... I think I got this game for...
0: Didn't you get it under, for under 35 or something?
1: Oh, my God. I don't remember. Anyway. Not very expensive. Yeah. Anyway, I Love Cats. We played that last night. Boy, that was a really long story to talk about it. <laughs> but this game, as we were playing it, I kept thinking, when we're done playing this game, I want to play this game again. But I'm like a big polyomino person, like when I was younger, Like, I was, like, super Tetris girl. I really was obsessed with that game. And I think the mechanics of this game is so awesome because, like, the goal of the game, if you haven't played it, is to basically save cats Mm -hmm. from an island and put them on a ship. And you try to pair the cats together on this boat. And so you want to pair them by colors But you have to feed them fish and rescue them in baskets and use certain cards to help fill your rooms so you don't lose points and cover rats so you don't lose points. And there's like so many elements to it. Like there's a lot of things to think about. And I just I was really surprised by the game Mm -hmm. and I wanted to play it again. I wish we would have played it again. And now I want to convince Logan to play it too because (laughs) I really liked the game. Yeah.
0: It's very easy to set up, very easy to play. It's got a lot of, like we said, a lot of good, like, midweight Euro theme play. And yeah, it's just one of those that I didn't think I would like, but I really like it. You know, and plus you've got, like, you've got some goals, and I can't remember what they call them Uh, those blue cards that you read out if they're public.
1: Like, stories or something?
0: No. No. But it's something like that. But there's some that are public, there's some that are private for endgame scoring, and then you have, like, cards that you can play anytime that kind of get you some different things. You have different, you know, like Tracy said, there's different colored cats, but also there's another cat called the Owaxa or something like that. And those are kind of like a wild cat. <laughs> wild cat. And then you put them on your board, and then you specify what color you want to have with using the meeples, or, like, the... Like, peoples, cat, peoples, whatever those things are. You throw them on there or whatever and you just, there's just different ways, different ways of scoring in the game and it's just, I don't know, it's just a ton of fun.
1: But what's cool about it too is it adds elements because you have these cards that Kurt was talking about but you can't just they have, it has the element of drawing the cards and drafting them back and forth between um, the players to keep them but You can't just use all the cards because you have to pay to play. So you pay in the way of fish to play them. So it can't be you can't be too overpowering to be able to utilize all of them because the stronger, hardier cards cost more fish. Yeah. So you can't completely take over the entire game because you may want to save your fish to be able to rescue rescue these cats along Mm -hmm. the way on the island or whatever. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. I mean, they've really thought about like everything. I didn't really care for the art. The colors were cool, mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter to me because I liked the the other aspects of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely just a solid game. Even if you don't like cats, you're not really keen on the theme, the, the game is very solid and I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And the cool part is, is that it's a, also a one player game. Yeah. So I'd like to see what they've done to make it a solo mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen anybody talk about it being a solo play, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I did a little bit of research on this, which I don't normally do just to ask about it and we bought it and it was cheap on Miniature Market. So, if you're in the um, market ha, 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 for a game or something a little bit different, I would certainly recommend The Isle of Cats. Yeah. And I think they, I thought I saw they had an expansion or something oh, already. Oh, wow.
0: That's crazy. I could totally be making this up. I was going to say, that game just came out last year. So, it's pretty Yeah, amazing this was on game. Kickstarter, a, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy but that it's an expansion already. I could
1: have sworn I saw that on a Miniature Market, but nice. I could totally be making this up. Who knows? Okay, and um, do you want to talk about another game we played? Sure,
0: another game we played that Tracy was really into when we played <coughs> it. Uh, we played Res Arcana by Sandcastle Games. This is a game where you are, boy, this game is hard to explain. I mean, it's why don't not... we
1: do very high level explanation of this game because it is really hard to explain.
0: It, it is. So what you're doing is you are all you're all mages that are vying for power, and you're trying to control like monuments and places of power. But the way you do that is you use different essences, which they have. They have different ones like uh, life, death, gold, stuff like that. You're also using cards, artifact cards, to kind of beef up and kind of do certain combos to keep going and getting those getting the victory points to win but I'm not I don't feel like we're going to do a very good job of explaining this game because there's just so much to it and I feel like the learning curve on this is a little hard I like the game it's just trying to learn it the first time was kind of a chore because the, there's so much to it there is and what I what I appreciate and also at the same point it kind of hurts when you first learn things is when a card game has a bunch of different things on a card. You know, if it's not real black and white, a lot of times it's hard to be like, okay, what is this thing? Oh, now I have to look it back in the instructions and be like, okay, what's this? And then they have player cards that kind of tell you the things like, okay, if you, if you tap your card, you get a magic essence on that card. And then if you use discard five essence, then you get an, another three gold or something like that. Like, There's a lot of different symbols on these cards and on these places of power and on these monuments. And it takes quite a while for you to kind of figure out what direction you're going with this game.
1: Well, I have to say thank God for a reference card in this game if they didn't have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was looking at it constantly because there's so many symbols with cards and arrows and cards going sideways. So then... And... Essences going, I mean, yeah, I thank God for a reference card, but, Mm. um, the essences remind me of, uh, Valeria.
0: Yeah, totally. Yep.
1: Like, and I don't know why, like every, there, the essence, the blue one in here is called Calm, but it makes, it always makes me want to call it magic.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's kind of got those, the component feel of that.
1: It does. They don't look this exactly the same, and there's five in this one, and I think there's only what three or something in Valeria. But like that. Um, and the games are not the same. But it made me think of that. But there's so much going on in this. And then I thought, well, once you you win the game, when somebody hits ten points or more, and I thought, well, God, that's going to be right away. <laughs> No, we played quite a while.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of back and forth.
1: Because you have to get all your, it's like one of those where you have to get all the cards to pair and you have to get enough um, of particular essences to work together. But if you don't have the right stuff, then you might have to discard your artifact cards, which is like your hand, basically, Mm -hmm. to acquire more essence and that kind of thing. And so like my stuff was not working out. Like none of my stuff and it's not like a pre predetermined hand based on the the mage that you select at the beginning of the game. So it's just kind of the luck of a deal. And so my hand was not the best. And so I was struggling number one with it being my first time playing it, trying to figure it out. And I wasn't getting what I could get to pair it together.
0: Yeah, there, so. there, yeah. There's some some weird hooks on this game, and you know you can instead of playing an artifact card, you can discard it to get any two essences besides a gold, and that kind of helps kind of steer things in the right direction. But there's some things that are tough. Like you get these places of power, which help you get more points for victory points at the end of the game, and. The one that I ended up grabbing, I just it, I think it was kind of my fault for even trying to grab it in the first place. It's like, well, if you have a if you have a dragon, then you can get more gold on this, and then you can have, get more victory points. But I didn't have any dragons in my deck, so I couldn't play them. So that kind of and I don't think in the wrong direction.
1: N- neither one of us had dragons.
0: No, because the dragons weren't in any of our decks at the at the point because we only get so many cards.
1: Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it it could be a good game. It stressed me out. With the reference, having to continue to reference the, I it was my bad not being able to remember what the each of the symbols meant, mm-hmm. and maybe like I'm not a magic player, mm-hmm. and I don't know if in magic there are a lot of, like symbols, there and things because I feel like there's somebody kind of are, yeah yeah I feel like somebody told me that this one kind of is magic ish. Sort of. And I'm not a big magic person. Not that I don't like this game. And not that I don't think it has some good things. I'd like to play it again when it doesn't make me so...
0: Angry? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say that I'm glad that this table that we play games on is... A little heavier, so Tracy can't flip it because she 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 did the one thing I've never seen her do before. She just took all the cards and pushed them at me. It was like, I right, that's it. This game is over. And I'm like, wow.
1: Well, the game was over.
0: It was. it was. It was
1: over. But I was mad that he just finished it and didn't even let me try to get. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the game. we are supposed to win. Get more points close to him. I didn't get a chance, so I took all my my whole section and I just pushed it towards him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? You didn't have a chance from the big beginning. I totally didn't. But there is
1: evidence on Twitter and yes. Facebook yeah, and that. Instagram of me pushing and having a whole pile. He, I think his face was awesome. We should have pan to his face yeah, when he was reaction. like I can't believe that you just pushed all that <laughs> stuff at me. That was awesome. And I can't believe I did it either. Yeah, it was I was amazing. I was really frustrated.
0: I want more reactions like that. No, I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah. a sore loser at all.
0: You weren't. You weren't. But yeah.
1: I knew I was going to lose, so I'm not really sure yeah. what I expected. Yeah.
0: Again, I don't feel like this is a bad game. I think it's one of those it's going to it's got quite the learning curve and I think we'll have to play it a little bit more to kind of get used to it.
1: So, yeah, yeah. So
0: don't don't be afraid to watch like a pl- you know playthrough video or you know really read through the instructions before you play. So
1: yeah, I think it's one of those that you just you'll get used to it.
0: Yeah. So that was Res Arcana by Sandcastle Games.
1: Cool. And then the the last one we played last night. We brought an oldie um, from our collection back to the table. It was um, Paperback by Tim Fowers. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, said that really weird (laughs) um that one i hadn't actually played the physical game on the table for quite some time we also have it on on our ipad ipad and so it does if you've ever played that game on um like electronically it does all the work for you and calculating (laughs) everything so i we literally had to read through the instructions again to remember like oh, this is what happens, and if you use all of the common words, or if you finish all the common um, letters, then you are done with the game. And if you do this and whatever. And so for those of you who aren't familiar with paperback, it's basically spelling words. Mm -hmm. And some of the letters that you are able to acquire and things like that after you spell words... Some of the letters have special abilities, so you can hose up the person you're playing against um, when you can re attack them basically so that they're not able to use as many cards the next round. Or you can help yourself by giving yourself more coins to purchase new letters to add to your deck. Um, Some letters you purchase, you use once and then you have to trash. It goes on and on, but basically... You're trying to um, get the most fame, and then the game is over.
0: You get that fame by spelling words, and the words give you uh, money. money to spend, and then you can spend them on those fame to buy from the fame row. Or like you said, you get more cards and stuff like that. And I, I like that you can get multiple, so you can get more letters and try to get more words and stuff like that. But man, we played this so late at night, and I was so burnt out. I was like... Words. I was escaping. helping him
1: spell words at <laughs> at one point, but um, doesn't he have a um a game called like hard cover or hardback? hardback. Yeah. I was gonna say hardback, but it sounded wrong, <laughs> and so because you are so hard cover sounds. It sounds well. Hard cover. Hard cover is mostly, covers, right. It yeah. sounds right. He has that too. I don't know what the difference is between that, but. That would be interesting, but it was nice to bring something older. Probably not that it's super old. I don't know when that came out, but it was nice to play that.
0: Mhm. Definitely. Well, yeah, we haven't played that game in so long, and it's so it's so easy to do unless you don't know where it's and that's a little harder. Well, but.
1: well, and I think what's hard is that your hand gets dealt and you get to use wilds. Mm-hmm. And I think to picture the letters to fill in with the wilds is what's hard sometimes, especially if you're tired. Yeah. But I I still like to play the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and the, I think the thing that kind of trips me up is some of the two letters. You can buy the two letters that are together, and sometimes, like... You just want to separate those letters and put another letter in between because you're like, like, that's what I was doing last night. I was like, God, if I could just put an I in between this A and this T, I would have so many words.
1: Or you you want to use all of your letters and you can't use all of them together. But what I really like about the game is how they have it organized. Mm -hmm. Because it's like this cool box that kind of looks like a bookend or something sort of yeah and when you open it up it's sorted so that kind of like a wow maybe i bring it back old school with like a rolodex or something yeah and so they have it nice and sorted so you're not going to be having to sort through all these different cards for the different two cent values fours and sixes and those fives and whatever so it's really nice to be able to have that sorted out. So then when you start laying out all the cards to be able to play the game, it's much faster. Yeah, definitely. So it's really cool. Yeah. And they have a, we've not played it, but they have a co-op oh. version too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. Very cool. Okay. Um, On to the beef. Nope.
0: <laughs> On to the beef, guys. On to the beef.
1: On to the heart of this Podcast. Yeah. Nope. On to the Onto the Review. Onto the review the main part of this okay. podcast. Okay, just stop. <laughs> just stop, stop <laughs> All right. Antiquity Quest.
0: Alright, Grandpa Beck's Antiquity Quest. What is this about? Let's read the story of Antiquity Quest. Brilliant, you've arrived, by jove. What an impressive group of prospective archaeologists. You've come just in time. Ancient antiquities and priceless treasures are being stolen at an alarming rate. They should be in a museum to be admired by all, not in private collections of tycoons. It's preposterous. Your mission is to assemble collections of these antiquities and treasures. The more flawless a collection is, the greater prestige it will earn you. The person with the most prestige at the end of a mission will earn the most coveted job at Beckington University. You'll become my personal assistant, lucky you. Now, a word of warning. Beware of notorious bounty hunter, Tess Winter. Ha 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 If that grifter gets to any of these priceless items before, you, you'll never see them again. Pish posh, I sound so dramatic. There's no need to fear. I'm sure it will be all just smashing. I'll stop by from time to time to lend my aid as well. Now off you go. Signed, Nigel Remington.
1: Sorry for my weird witch laugh.
0: (laughs) That was awesome. Like, it literally scared me. It literally. (laughs) You should
1: have seen his face.
0: It made me
1: clever. And I knew knew that um, he was going to mention her. And then all of a sudden I was like, I think I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to laugh really weird, apparently. Ah, sorry.
0: By Jove. What is this game about?
1: Antiquities.
0: Antiquities, collecting antiquities and putting them on the table.
1: Well, first of all, I think we should talk about how this game is two-day players, ages ten and up, and thirty to forty-five minutes. Yeah,
0: and I I feel like the ages ten and up. I think that could even be a little bit lower. Yeah, I like to think at Logan at age eight could have probably played this too. It's not this game is not very hard to learn at all.
1: Well, and I think some some companies just have to put Oh, I get it. have to put an age on there. Yeah, so Yeah,
0: I get it. I just I just I just wanted to reference that I feel like some kids that are younger that are a little bit smarter could probably play this game.
1: Oh, absolutely. If you know numbers and you know what order they can go in and you know colors, I think that you are set.
0: Yeah. Well even if you're even if you're colorblind, they have a lot of symbols in here that kind of help out too. So you don't even have to really know the colors either.
1: Oh, I yeah, I just meant like No, I know
0: what you meant. I'm just saying that okay. again as a little point.
1: Okie dokie. <laughs> okay. So what is Antiquity Quest? What
0: is Antiquity?
1: I think it's a card game. It is a card game. It has a lot of cards.
0: It sure does.
1: Holy, sm- Holy shmoly. Holy schmoly. Yeah, that's um, okay. You cannot shuffle these cards.
0: Yeah, you need at least four people to shuffle In
1: one crack. Yeah, you can't. Because there are so many. But there are so many cards because of the amount of people mm-hmm. that can play the game. But also because when you're playing it, You have to have two stacks of ten cards that you have to have in front of you. Is it ten, no matter how many people you have playing? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. I did a thumbs up. Nobody can see that. I don't know why I did that.
1: (laughs) I don't. I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, each person gets dealt out ten decks. Or Oh, wow, oh. that's
0: a lot of cards. Sorry, Grandpa We're That's like a, We're doing- Sorry, We're- that's like a room, We're doing really a room terrible full of players. decks. Yes. A room full of decks?
1: Yeah, sure. that makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway. Each person gets dealt two... <laughs> Help me.
0: Each, each player gets dealt two decks of ten cards each. Based down. Correct. And then you pick one as your first hand, basically.
1: And then you look at it and you wonder what would be in this hand? Mm-hmm. Because I've never seen Antiquity Quest or I've never played it. The types of things that could be in this hand could be different colored antiquities. Correct. So they could be orange, they could be yellow, they could be blue, red, purple, green, all of these different colors, and they all have like different pictures. On them with colors and different numbers, one through five. Okay. Then in your hand, you could have treasures. So they could be different colored treasures with different colored like symbols or balls, colored balls on the corners of the cards. So they could be red, gold, you name it on there. You could have a Nigel Remington in your hand. And we'll talk about what he does in a little bit. You could have a Tess Winter in your hand and we'll talk about what she does in a little bit. So there's all of these options, but you have 10 cards that you're looking at in your hand wondering what the heck am I going to do with these? Then what I like to do is I like to sort them (laughs) and everybody can do them different. But I like to sort them out based on color or put the treasures together or put the Nigel well Nigel can do whatever he wants because he's the boss. But basically your goal in this game is to um put together collections. So there is a really nice reference chart that the game comes with that you can do like a mixed collection. I kind of equate this game to sort of like rummy? Yes. And so but rummy with like class. Yeah, that's right. So they've like taken Rummy to the next level with um, the amount of cards and the different abilities that um, the characters do and the advanced play and things like that. So there's the Mixed Collection. So you can have a mixture. This is the only collection where you can have more than five cards in it. Mm-hmm. And it's mixed between those treasure cards that I was telling you about And the antiquity cards. So the antiquity cards are the ones that are the colored cards. So the oranges, the reds, the purples, the blues, and the treasure cards. And so the treasure cards, that doesn't matter. The color of the treasure doesn't matter when you're mixing it with the antiquity card. But all the antiquity cards have to be the same color. That's right. The numbers Mm -hmm. don't matter. Mm hmm But all of that has to be. But there can be five or more in this collection. Mm hmm And then if you have that collection, or so that's called the mixed collection. Then there's the standard antiquity. And that one is you can have any five antiquity cards that have the same suit. So meaning any five cards of the same color.
0: Mm -hmm. And the standard basically means that you have multiples of a different number, too. So Mm -hmm. like there'll be something, there'll be our... Perfect ones, and we'll talk about those later. But the stand standard, you're basically just, yeah, any five cards. And usually there you have a duplicate number that's mixed in there somehow.
1: Yeah, so you could have two fives, a four, a three, and a two, or something like that. That's right. There's standard treasures. So you can have any five treasure cards. So if you have two reds and all the rest are different treasures, that's okay. That That would be a standard treasure. Then you have perfect antiquities. Which is all the same color because you're always going to um, collect antiquities and they're always going to be all the same color. But this one, what makes it perfect is that it has that run factor. So it's going to be like a one, two, three, four, five, or a one, two wild card because the antiquities have a wild, like a W, and then four, five. So that makes it a perfect antiquity.
0: But the thing with this that's different from Rummy is it doesn't have to actually be a run. It just has to be different numbers in the thing. So it could be like one, two, three, wild, five. One, there's two, three, five. wild, five. Yeah, I suppose there's only five cards. There are only there was five. only five numbers. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, I was <laughs> you like, you but it's always going to, going to be I'm a run. I'm sorry, I didn't no, realize okay. that that was actually a thing. So I okay. apparently was not paying good enough attention. I'm sorry, everyone.
1: And you can fire him now, Grandpa Beck. Yes, okay, goodbye. And then the last one is a perfect treasure. And this one is, if you can figure this out, it would be one of each of the treasures. So you don't have any duplicate treasures. So you wouldn't have two red treasures and a gold and whatever all the other ones are. You'd have one of each of the treasures and that would make a perfect treasure.
0: So how how do we play a turn and antiquity quest?
1: So... That massive stack that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. You have it in the middle of the table Mm -hmm. for everybody to be able to reach. And you have your first deck of 10 in your hand. The second deck is face down. So you don't get to look at the second deck of cards until you finish your first deck. I'm going to call them decks because that's 10 cards. Holy Mm -hmm. moly. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is... The player, the first player draws two cards, looks at them in their hand, decides what they want to do. So if they don't have anything that they want to do, they can just discard one card. But if you say, well, what do you mean? What do they want to do? And then I say they have the ability to start one of these collections. So you can start a collection, but then it's free for other people to play on it. So playing on it means they could totally mess you up. Yeah. So if I want to start collection and I'm hoping to get a perfect antiquity, meaning I want to do a run of one through five of orange, so I lay a three, four and five down and it's fair game for anybody who is also laid down on the table already. They can make it so that it's like an imperfect one.
0: Yeah. Which is that standard. Yeah. Yeah. And it it you know like you were talking about with Rummy, people can add on to your well in Rummy. Normally, you add on to someone else's and you get points, but there you on in this game you're trying to kind of ruin what's going on with them. Yep. And during your turn, you can actually play any number of cards. During your turn, it's just when you play down. When you want to start a collection, you have to have three or more. And then if once you're done with once you start a collection, then you can start putting on other people's and kind of mm-hmm. ruining them and stuff like that. But you also have other cards that you can do to kind of mess them up to or help yourself, which are those Nigel and those test cards. Mm-hmm. So like with your Nigel card, what you do is before you take your turn, instead of taking those two cards, you actually can play a Nigel down and you can actually take three cards instead, which will help you kind of get more stuff.
1: And you want to play him in front of you.
0: Yep, because you get points at the end of the game for him.
1: Yeah, he scores you 100 points at the end. Yep, correct. Of the game.
0: Uh, another thing you can do is you can, play te- you can play Tess Winter. So during the... And this is all during the basic rules. We'll kind of get into the advanced rules here in a little bit. Uh, with Tess, what you can do is you can put Tess on the discard pile and you can make her get rid of the other discard pile. Are the other discards and why do you want to get rid of the discards is because just like kind of in Rummy you can use the discard pile to your advantage so instead of taking those two cards from the top of the deck you can actually show two to four cards that you have of the color that's on top or a treasure that's on top of the uh, discard pile and you can take those cards the only caveat in that is the top card that you have, you actually have to use that to make something. So you either have to put it down in front of you as a start of a collection or to finish a collection.
1: Mm-hmm. But then you have the entire stack. So you can use whatever else is in that stack to start laying other things down. Mm-hmm. Or you are or you have the rest in your hand for a while. The problem is, is... Now, if you don't utilize, like Kurt was talking about, Nigel and Tess, if you don't utilize Nigel and Tess throughout the game and you get stuck with them at the end, they actually go against you. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think they're beneficial because if you know somebody's working to try to um, get a perfect treasure collection or something like that worth a certain number of points, trashing that discard stack Is to your benefit or if you're feeling like you just need like one extra card or something, Nigel is to your benefit too because he's going to get you extra points at the end. Correct. But also kind of playing off of there's pros and cons of laying out cards to start collections because it starts emptying up your hand so that you can get into that other deck that's face down that we were talking about. But at the same time, it can have somebody step in and start messing with how many points you're working on. So the difference, um, and I didn't talk about the point values, but so that mixed collection I was talking about where you can have the antiquity cards and the treasures mixed together, that's 250 points. That's a lot of points. But if you have your any antiquity cards, so you can have two ones, a five, and a four, and a three, or whatever, that's 500 points. So if I lay down like a three, four, and five, and I want to get a perfect antiquity, which is worth 1,000 points, but now Kurt's like, hey, I'm going to be a jerk, and I'm going to lay down something else to make it a standard antiquity for her, he's already reducing my points by half. Yeah. He could be even worse to me, and he could start laying treasure cards in there. And then he's reducing me to 250 points instead. Mm -hmm. And then I flip the table. Yeah, you don't. No, I don't. Um, But then there's also standard treasures where if you lay down any of those treasures and it doesn't matter whether there's two reds or whatever treasure cards in there, that can save you 750 points at the end of the game once you lay down five. If you have perfect, so you have one of each of the treasures, you actually get fifteen hundred. So laying those down in advance is okay to start the collection, but somebody can come in and hose your perfect treasure you're starting to work with, and then they cut your points in half. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's a little harder because there's not as many treasure cards. So like, you know, having to set those in your hand and wait for them to kind of come around there's those pros and cons for it you know yeah like you know playing old school rummy with like my family like my dad was always really good about like keeping his cards in his hand mine
1: was too until
0: last minute and then being like boom 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 boom, i'm out and like everybody's just like okay i hate your guts but you know in this game it's it's got that same kind of element but you have to kind of be careful because if you get stuck with these cards in your hand you could get you know more negative so like your antiquities Will give you negative twenty five points for each one you ha- in your hand. The treasures are fifty, so that doubles it. And like we said with the the Nigel and the, the Tess, if you don't get rid of those right away, you could be getting you know a negative hundred apiece for those. So you have to be very careful when you do those kind of things.
1: Yeah. You know? Um. So once you get rid of like that first deck, then you move to the second deck and you continue. And then whoever gets rid of the second deck it gets a bonus 500 points. Correct. Is that right? hmm So you kind of have to think through your strategy whether or not you want to just kind of hammer through and hopefully toast everybody with cards still in their hands. That's what I did the last game, and it was not to my benefit cause I still <laughs> lost. But whatever. I lose this game every time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, you know there is a you know cost benefit and you know and uh, negativity about taking taking that discard deck because that's that's what our discard pile that's what let me win this last one because you went out quicker but you didn't have as much out there i had a lot out but i also still had a lot of negatives in my hand but you know it's it makes it worth it to put so many piles even if it's a standard pile out there because like say I my standard pile is five hundred points and I have like I don't know, ten cards in my hand. You know, ten times twenty five, that's really Yeah it's really not taking that many points away, really if you think about it. So, you know, sometimes taking that big discard pile is a great idea and i think the the fact of adding that test winter to get rid of those cards is a great idea cuz then people you could be like you know what i knew i know you're going to try to you know get all these cards and get all these points i'm going to eliminate that option for you so you don't have to worry about it
1: right right
0: or, i don't have to worry about you getting that many points
1: right i think sometimes people are just scared to take the discard deck because they don't want to end up with all of that or sometimes they can't because they don't have the two to four cards to be able to snake that discard deck. That's right. When you took it, I went, holy moly, that is like a ton of cards. But it made sense because you were able to lay out more at the end. I just wasn't getting anything.
0: That's right.
1: We did try, and like we mentioned at the beginning, we did try advanced. There, there is an advanced rules. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we did try that. and um, So what's
0: the difference between the basic and the advanced rules?
1: What's cool is that in the game, they have the like a reference card and on the reference cards they have. And I never noticed this until we played the advanced rules side. They have um, like circles with colors of antiquities on the basic side that shows a color. So like mine had um, purple purple. a purple antiquity on the bottom and the top of the basic rules. So when you flip to the advanced rules, you look at your basic rule side just to see what your um, your special um, antiquity is for the advanced side, and you get bonus points. You earn bonus points if you complete that um, specific antiquity color.
0: Yeah, yeah. The more. The more collections you have with that color, the more bonus points you get for each pile, which is cool. I I like Mm -hmm. that idea. And then also you also get another special ability for Nigel and for Tess that you can use. So you can decide if you want to use Tess's ability of getting rid of the discard pile, or you can destroy another player's incomplete antiquity or mixed collection. Which is cool because if people are starting off and that, like, I did this to Logan the last time. You
1: were doing it to it was him just like, constantly. Goodbye,
0: goodbye, goodbye. You know, and it's like he's really good at playing this game and really getting a lot of points. So I was like, I'm going to just get rid of the fact that he can even do that. So that's another option you could do. So you can do either or. And then for Nigel.
1: But uh, you can only, just to clarify, and I, not to clarify because you explained it, but you can't just. You can't use her to destroy something they've completed. It's only once that they've started. Yep, so, correct. if he had three or four antiquities or treasure cards laid out, right? Yep. Then you could destroy them. I think I did it to him once and you did it to him a couple of times.
0: Three times. Oh, you <laughs> he did? Was, yeah, he was, the last time he just walked out on me. He's like, <laughs> I just can't. I can't anymore.
1: Bringing families together That's with right. antiquity quests. That's
0: right. And then Nigel also has another secondary ability and you can actually trade a collection, a completed collection of somebody else's. It has to be the same, but you want it, but you can trade those. And why would you want to do that? One of the, the big reason to do that is to trade colors so then you get those extra points. At the
1: end, yeah. So like standard for standard, right? Yeah. Or can you do like perfect a perfect answer, treasure? Well, I don't know why you do perfect treasure to perfect treasure. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But you could well, do it, perfect antiquities. It's
0: the color, yeah. So you want you just want your color. To well, but perfect
1: points. treasure you wouldn't do because that doesn't matter. That's what I was talking about. I was going to say perfect treasure, but I was like that doesn't make sense because oh perfect, the perfect treasure perfect yeah. treasure doesn't matter. Gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't. But what is nice is you get an additional two fifty for the first one that you collect in your color, then another five hundred if you get a second one, seven fifty if you get a third, a thousand if you get a fourth.. Yeah. Um, Tracy never saw any of that, so <laughs> that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I went out hoping to kind of toast these guys, and I well, I came in second. You did. so usually I come in third. Logan usually hammers us yeah. Man, he's like a champ. He sure is. I don't know how he does that. I don't know. He's his lucky Logan. Dang.
0: But um, in the in the basic rules, you're basically just playing one round of the game, and then in uh the advanced rules, you're actually playing multiple. So you're playing three rounds, and you have a cumulative
1: cumulative cumulative
0: cumulative i'm gonna
1: say it for insert this kurt cumulative
0: nope nope, nope. i'm gonna keep it all in because i don't know words
1: no i know you don't but i'm cumulative yes total total
0: so yeah uh, that's in a nutshell antiquity quest so what do we think about antiquity quest i really like anything grapplebacks games I'll just throw it out there. I mean, I don't think I've played anything from Grandpa Bex that I've disliked or thought that I would not play or even wouldn't play a bunch. I feel like every game that we've gotten from them... Oh, we haven't gotten from them. We've bought most of our games from them. We were lucky to get this review copy. Thank you, Grandpa Bex Games, for doing that. But, But yeah, like Skull King, this, cover your kingdom, cover your assets. I mean... All of them have been just phenomenal. I've loved every single one of them. I'll just go right into the review, Right, or right into my... Rating. Right in my rating. I think that it is a fair player here for us, because I feel like we'll play it ha- You know, a decent amount of times. It's probably not going to be the first thing we do, but I feel like we're going to play this quite a bit. I feel like it's a collection keeper when it comes to playing this with like our families i feel like this is something we'd always bring to like your parents or my parents when we actually get to do that because i feel like it's just one of those games it's just so easy to play it's a fun family thing to do it's so easy to get so mad at people for taking away your things and you know just plop at a bunch of sets down our collections down stuff like that but i i again i just feel like if you're not playing grandpa beck's games you should what do you think, Tracy?
1: Well, you absolutely took exactly what I was going to say <laughs> out of my mouth. Um, I agree. I think it's a little bit harder for us with only three of us at home, but I think it still works. Yeah. I think with two of us playing it, I think it works. And then adding Logan, it adds another element. And then being able to add the advanced rules, I think even brings it a step up, mm-hmm. But I think what's nice about it is being able to bring it, like you said, over to our families and having the ability to be able to play it for up to eight players is really awesome. Um, I would be curious as to how that pans out um, after this whole hubbub pans over. But um, I think what's really nice, too, is the fact that it it's different enough than um, from Rummy, but I think it's similar enough to Rummy that it it will, they will be on board Mm -hmm. and they won't shut down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, I mean, our families, sometimes they're a little bit notorious for being like, uh, they're bringing this new game in here and we aren't sure really what it's like. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I was talking to my mom on the phone about this game, last week or something and I said yeah we're doing we're gonna be doing a review on this game and it's a lot like rummy and this is what you do and she was totally listening to me Mm -hmm. like I couldn't believe it because I and I said I think I really think that you and dad would really like to play this game and um it's the these this is why it's a little bit different because of um looking at these treasure cards and the antiquities and stuff like that and she was she was totally listening I think if it was something a little bit different and totally outside of their box it would have been like a totally different conversation of went with her mm-hmm. so I'm I'm excited to bring I'm always excited to bring these games like mm-hmm. I mean we bought cover your assets um as a family game didn't we cover your kingdom no cover
0: oh for yeah for who do we buy that for we bought we it bought it for as a
1: family game, family game for Christmas for, yeah for
0: my family yeah.
1: I'm like, why are you saying no?
0: I'm sorry. I just, no, that's I forgot. Okay. I forgot. And we
1: bought Cover Your Assets for a family game for Christmas. And we wrapped it and put it under the tree. And we never played it before. But we had just heard such good things about it. And it was like a super good deal. And we threw that and under the tree. And like, his family loves that game. Mm-hmm. And, um like cover your kingdom like we love that i can't wait to bring that over and watch everybody get super mad (laughs) and i think antiquity quest is right up there too i think they add just a little bit of drama Mm -hmm. to their games to just irk people get under people's skin and i think it's okay though because it's all in good fun yeah so i don't know i think you should go out and buy it it's i don't know what this what is it retail for yeah it's
0: about 25 bucks on Amazon right now, which is, I mean, not very much at all for a game that you'll play tons and tons and tons. hmm So, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Harrison and Jessica Beck, I mean, they made a great game. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. I love, love, love it. A lot yep. of fun.
1: So, yeah. Thank you again to Grandpa Beck's Games for allowing us to review this.
0: That's right. So, that's it for another review. Thank you for stopping by and uh, taking a listen. Actually, coming up here in the future, we're going to have more, more. Uh, we're going to continue our "Justice for All" D and D campaign, but we've got, we still got lots of reviews on the board. So, uh, join us again next time. And until then, I am Kurt,
1: and I'm Tracy.
0: Thanks for listening. This was the MFG Cast.
1: Bye, everyone. This podcast is a proud member of the
0: Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network.